This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, everybody? Once again, it is the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Lot to get to. Hope everybody's week is off to a great start. We are less than three weeks away from Packers football opening game, uh, September 11 against the Minnesota Vikings. And there was a preseason game played this past weekend, and there was some great news that we got on Sunday. So let's jump right into that, shall we? We'll lead off with that. We found out when we woke up on Sunday morning, David Bakhtiari came off of the physically unable to perform list. He did some individual work on Sunday at practice. Coming off a of pup means he no longer can start the season on pup, which also means the Packers probably feel like he's going to be ready to play in a game before the physically unable to perform period would end, which is good because that is not that many games. I don't know if he'll be ready for week one. I don't think he will. But you've got a couple of big games to start the season. I mean, you have week one against the Vikings. I think that's a stretch. For Bakhtiari, just given how little football he's played over the last almost two years. But you got that game at Tampa Bay on week three. And it's and it's on grass. And it's in Florida, where Aaron Rodgers apparently needs, needs a lot of help. So that might be kind of a fun one for Bakhtiari to make his return on. I know he played against the Lions last year, but for this season and after all the setbacks we heard about too, this is very, very good news. Elton Jenkins also came off a pup earlier this week. The two big studs. Need those guys. Really need those guys. And I think Jenkins does have a chance to play week one. And that would be a huge boon for the offensive line. Especially with some of the solid play that we've seen from the O-line so far in this preseason. Rookie Zach Tom has performed okay. And obviously the, the John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, Josh Myers have played a lot. So the, the guys up front, there's a solid rotation that if Elton Jenkins is thrown into that mix, is going to be ready to go. Royce Newman's a year older, a year wiser. They can tinker and put the best five guys out there that they have. And that's obviously always, always the goal. So much like the previous regime when Mike McCarthy was here, veterans played a lot until the rookies proved themselves. Zach Tom might have to do that, but I, I, he looks like he's playing well enough in preseason games and in practice. I keep hearing good things about him that I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get out there. I mean, two years ago, John Runyon Jr. was put out there when Lane Taylor got hurt, and he's been the guard. He's been a starting guard for the Packers ever since, and he's done a good job. And lo and behold, here's this guy. I was very excited about Runyon, and I'll, I'll admit I was infatuated with the name and, and his dad, John Runyon, who played for the Eagles. Uh, fantastic tackle for many years. Great pedigree. Well, it turns out that John Runyon Jr. is pretty good too as a guard. And if he's versatile enough and you want to move him to the right guard for whatever reason and play with the starting lineup and do whatever you want to do, I think the Packers can do that. And that's a really good thing for the offense. So David Bakhtiari, back off a of pup. So excited, so happy. I'm going to choose to believe that it's because he's more ready to play. Um, Good friend of the podcast and uh, one of my one of my top uh, favorite followers, Doctor Dustin Schuett, 
we chatted a little bit, and the other thing that he opined was, well, on the other side of it, the team could be saying, hey, we need to know if you're ready to play, and if not, we got to shut you down and figure that out sooner than later. I had never, I hadn't even thought of that, and I think that's possible. It's it's possible that could be the situation, but I think we both agreed that based on the way that the Packers medical staff has operated, it doesn't seem likely they would put him out there for that reason. I think it's more likely that he's feeling good, he's ready to start playing some football. Might he have another setback? Yes, he might may not end up playing long term, and this may end up end up just being something that doesn't work out again. But Bakhtiari spoke a little bit after practice and talked about how he was not going out without a fight and he's going to have to get dragged away from the game of football by the, by the skin of his teeth, by his, you know, his clinging hands to the game. And you want somebody who wants to play and be out there and be a part of this thing like that, like Bakhtiari. He's just a, a huge, huge piece to what are the Green Bay Packers in the locker room, on the field, in practice, all those things. So very, very excited. Very great news there. Receiver Christian Watson, rookie Christian Watson, did some teamwork. He saw, he uh, dressed. He did warm-ups for the preseason game against the Saints. Did not play, but he went through warm-ups. So it looks like he's getting ready to get on the field and do some things. So week one, it looks like he's going to have a chance to maybe play some snaps. We'll see how many he gets. But if we go back to last week, and let's talk about the preseason game. It's been talked about quite a bit already. The joint practices against the Saints. I like the concept. It's, it's, um, it's one less preseason game now. So this is a, a great opportunity for your starters to get reps and, and not in a game situation. You still have more, practice, more control over the practice environment, even though it's with another team, versus a preseason game when it's live. And I'm very wary of the injury factor. In fact, the last time the Packers did a joint practice with the Texans, uh, three years ago, Jay Sternberger at the time was a rookie and he got hurt and he missed some time. This time, fortunately, nobody did get hurt. So there were a couple dust-ups, but I mean, rarely does a training camp not have one, whether it's joint practices or amongst themselves. Players are getting ready for the season, are getting jacked up, and there's a lot of testosterone flying around. The defense was John at the Saints offense, um, and the defense seems to have established a culture, and that culture seems to be, uh, you shall not pass which might be the headline um, this season for the Packers defense. So we'll have to see how that ends up going. But I like the joint practice concept. The game itself versus the Saints, it was okay. It wasn't crisp. It wasn't a crisp game, but I don't think that's what these games are these these games are for, for at least for the Packers. There weren't any major wows. There wasn't anything I came out of it saying, wow. Even Jordan Love, who I thought played a better game against the Saints than he did in the first preseason game, right? I thought he, I thought that he made some adjustments. You know, that Niners game, he there were a couple throws where it was like, dude, what you what are you thinking? He didn't really he didn't really do as much of that against the Saints. I, I like the progression, and that's all you can really ask for is improvement week over week, for example, right? So, as my Packaday co-host Mark Eckel says with regards to preseason games, when you when you ask like, was it a good game or not? Well, if nobody got hurt, it was a good game. Right. And unfortunately, there was at least one injury. And I know uh, that was safety Vernon Scott. He walked off the field early and he didn't uh, didn't get a chance to um, to finish the game. We'll await an update on him and the Packers. Another safety. I mean, last week, uh, Dalen Levitt was injured in his games and Tariq Carpenter also banged up. So the safety group is really in rough shape. In fact, for Sunday's practice, 
Sean Davis was the starting safety next to Adrian Amos because Darnell Savage is not ready to go. So that's, it's, you know, it's, it, it, injuries are part of it every year and the Packers are no strangers to that, but I still, it's, it's, it's a scary thing when you think about some of these depth players having to play. And I know that, you know, we can look at, at, at the past. I mean, I remember Charlie Pepper having to play all season in 2010, they won a Super Bowl, right? So it happens and it's, it's certainly doable and, and, and can be fine, but that safety group is one to watch, right? They signed Micah Abernathy. They just signed Devontae Cross the, this past week. They both played. In fact, Abernathy had a few nice plays. He had an interception. Cross had a nice tackle late in the game. You need guys that can play in games. I don't know if they're going to be able to contribute on the roster. We don't know if they're going to be able to be special teams players, but that's the that's where they're at. And because I know Levitt and Vernon Scott were big on special teams. So if neither of those guys can play for a while, Levitt sounds like he's going to be out longer term, then they might need to count on some of these younger guys or they might need to scour the waiver wire when other teams are cutting their rosters down upcoming here. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I thought the game was it, you got we got some more clarity on the bottom of the roster. And that's my biggest takeaway from from that game. And uh, and I also wanted to see how special teams were going to perform. They had some issues the last uh, from the last game and speaking of special teams I'm just I'm running out of words I'm running out of excuses you know you've got this new expensive coordinator Rich Bisaccia you got a new attitude a new approach he's yelling at players we things are going to change and finally we have an, a, a focus being placed on special teams they're practicing and they're spending more time in practice Matt LaFleur has never learned so much about special teams as he has now and twice in this second game they can't get lined up right First, they have 12 men on the field during the third quarter punt return, right? That's not great. But at least they had the allowable 11 plus one. All right, you had an extra guy on the field. At least you put 11 on because you had 10 at one point in the playoff game the past the last season. The following punt return, they only have 10 on the field. So two punt returns in a row, you can't get the right number of guys out there. How? Why? Why is this happening? It doesn't matter that these are mostly guys who aren't going to be on the team. This is the coaching staff. How the hell does this happen? I don't need to be an expert on how they operate on the sidelines during the game and what the process of getting the next group ready to take the field is on the sideline. That's just not acceptable. Short of an actual curse being put on this team, I have no explanation for how they can't get the very basic things of special teams right. And two straight plays. I I just, I'm, I'm baffled that this still can't get fixed. The kick return unit gave up a 59-yarder. The kicker, Ramiz Ahmed, has to make the tackle. That's never a good thing. Kickers aren't meant to, to be tackling. You know, Bisaccia said we're a work in progress. And this is is what you, what you work on during preseason, and I get it. You have to practice and improve, and they're not there yet, and that's fine. But I'm not going to just assume that having starters out there Right, if we assume like, oh well, it'll get cleaned up because starters will start playing out there. I, no, I don't know that that's true. I don't, I don't think that's magically going to fix a basic principle of having the right number of guys on the field. It can easily happen to anybody. It happened last year with starters in the biggest game of the year. So I'm going to remain dubious about what special teams can do until I see them do it in a meaningful game, which is when the regular season starts. So let's hope they show better against the Chiefs this week and at least get lined up and do the easy, simple things right. Right. I, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really hoped that at least under Bisaccia, the number of guys in the field and stuff like that was not going to be a story, but apparently it is going to be a story. So guess we'll keep an eye on that. The offense and Jordan Love. I talked about Love already a little bit. He played into the fourth quarter. I thought he played well. I liked what he did during this game. I don't really have any complaints about what he did. I And there's been a lot of conversations about Jordan Love. And there's there's a lot that's that has been said. And Ben Fennell put out a really good tweet that I retweeted that basically said that it's impossible to talk about Jordan Love because regardless of which side you're on, the other side is going to accuse that person of having confirmation bias. Oh, well, you love the pick. You thought it was great. So, of course, you think he looks good. Or, oh, well, you didn't like anything that he does and you're always trashing on the guy, but you hated the pick. So, of course, you're going to say that. Well, I just don't want the Packers to fail and I don't want any player on the Packers to fail if they're playing in a regular season game. So, I'm not going to actively root for Jordan Love not to be good. I I mean, you know, I, I thought that he played well and that's my take. The box score didn't look great by itself, but this wasn't a real game. So, it doesn't tell the whole story because you're not trying to win a game. You're trying to accomplish certain things. You're trying to run certain plays, try out certain plays on offense, try out certain things on defense, try to figure out some situational stuff. You're trying to go for it when situations you wouldn't normally go for it. it. This, this, you know, I'm not worried about the numbers. The box score doesn't really, you know, doesn't really matter. But one of the reasons why I think Love was able to do whatever it is that he was asked to do was because the offensive line, I thought, did a really solid job in protection. You know, Love faced some pressure. Uh, he was able to get out and either run or make a throw. We all saw the nice rep where he bought some time, spins around, throws a nice pass to the sideline in the end zone to running back Patrick Taylor, who's just not equipped to catch a ball like that, so it didn't didn't get completed. But Love once again stood tall. He made some really nice throws. He had an early deep pass to Romeo Dubs, placed it right over the coverage beautifully. It was one of his best throws of the day uh, for a big gain. There weren't any head scratchers, like I said, like we saw last week. The receivers were underwhelming in this game, honestly, save for a really nice touchdown grab by Dobbs. I thought that was a great catch and throw, but I wasn't really impressed by the receivers. In two games, there have been eight drops, according to Pro Football Focus. That's not helping out your young quarterback at all, dropping the ball, way too many. And Dobbs has had some of those, and he's had those in practice. And I think when the lights are big and you start playing regular season games and it's coming from Aaron Rodgers and the windows are tighter and those corners are on you and the safety's coming, we'll see. We'll see how good it's going to be. But Amari Rodgers struggled a few times in space. He did have one nice end around. He still hasn't really taken the big steps forward at receiver that we want to see. Juwan Winfrey and Dubs led the Packers. They each had three catches. Uh, more to come. More to be seen from these young wide receivers. And there's going to be a lot of conversation about whether the Packers are going to keep six or seven and who they're going to keep. At tight end, Tyler Davis caught one ball and then continued his putrid preseason and promptly fumbles and coughs it up. He has been really bad. As in, like, I get that tight end isn't a deep group, but how the hell is this guy on the roster kind of bad? And yes, he's on special teams, but how big of a contributor is he on special teams? His blocking hasn't been good. He's made a ton of mistakes. Two turnovers that have led to points by the opposition. At this rate, a street guy is probably going to give you just as much as Tyler Davis can, even with the two years that Davis has in the offense and his familiarity with the offense. He's just been one blunder after another. 
And sure, he might turn it around, but I don't know if the Packers want to make that bet. All I can say at tight end is please Robert Tunyon be ready for week one. And I think he will be, but it's really Tunyon or bust at tight end this season because you're not going to get any any more out of Mercedes Lewis than you than you have been, which is not enough to sustain a full season worth of tight ends in the passing game. I don't think Josiah DeGuara is going to make up enough ground there. They need Robert Tunyon to be good. And if they can find somebody else to come in there and give them some depth and play special teams, great. Because that, that position group needs a little bit more depth. Running back. This was a lot of fun. This was probably one of my favorite things to watch. Not because they performed so well, the, the running backs in this Saints game. Because they weren't. The running game really wasn't that great. But uh, the position battle. And I really liked what I saw from Tyler Goodson against the, the Niners, and I wanted to see him do it, do some more good things against the Saints. He was okay. I mentioned Patrick Taylor. Uh, he's been around for a few years. He knows the offense, but I thought Tyler Goodson stole the show. And he had, he had 10 carries, 42 yards, long run of 15. He caught a ball for 10 yards. He's looked decisive. He, he may not be this, you know, the, the second coming of Dalvin Cook, for example, but he looked decisive, confident from the eye test. He's a guy I think I'd rather have on my team than on the other side. So right now with Kylan Hill being injured, it would seem to me that Tyler Goodson to me is your third running back and Patrick Taylor would be four. And then when Kylan Hill's healthy, then the the Packers will have a decision to make and have to figure out what they're doing. Uh, Both Taylor and Goodson played on special teams uh, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if if one of Goodson or Taylor shows out during the early part of the season, I think the other one goes to the practice squad or gets cut or may get cut prior to that if the, if the Packers are, in fact, only going to go with three backs. So we'll see how they construct their roster and what they end up doing. But I think, if, I think Goodson just offers you a little bit more wiggle than does Patrick Taylor. On defense, more solid play up front. The Slaytons, Chris Slayton and TJ Slayton both look pretty good. Chris Slayton played a lot, played a lot of snaps. He's he's creating quite the decision for this defensive line group, for the coaching staff, and for Brian Gutekunst. It's good. I like that. I like giving this this front office a really tough challenge of who do we keep because there's a pretty good chance you're going to have a lot of good players on your team when that happens. Kingsley, J.J. Enigbare forced some pressure. He had the horse collar tackle, which is very suboptimal, but he did get there. He got home to the quarterback. So I thought he I thought he looked good. And if you can get a rookie mid-rounder who can step in and play right away, that's a huge help to your team. It's not what you would count on, but this pass rush group needs some depth. And our founder and my good friend Jacob Westendorf we were chatting a little bit on Sunday, chatting with him and Joe Arrigo, and Jake said that the veteran pass rusher is is probably going to be a need, and I, I agree. I think the Packers are going to really have to hope that somebody becomes available that they can get after a la Whitney Mer- Merciless last year and get you some more, more reps because Rashad Gary, Preston Smith, they're going to need they're going to need a break during the day. Uh, during the game. Isaiah McDuffie had a nice showing at linebacker. 
Uh, curious to see how he would look against some ones. Uh, curious how his game speed would be when the games are for real. Um, didn't see anything spectacular out of Quay Walker. But this linebacker group is looking pretty good. And Chris Barnes played like a man who wants his starting job back. He did not look, he looked pretty, he looked like he was in a foul mood, which is good if you're a linebacker. So the Packers linebackers linebacker position looks pretty strong or looks better. The secondary was okay. There was only 113 yards passing allowed. They got an interception and two. Uh, the defense had two sacks. Defensively, I thought it was not bad. I gave up the one touchdown pass to Chris Olave. Of course, it has to be Chris Olave, who was very much mocked to the Packers and didn't end up going to the Green Bay. The Saints jumped in and grabbed him before the Packers had a chance to draft. So that was the only touchdown that the Packers gave up in that particular game. But I thought the defense looked pretty good. And overall, again, this was this was about the bottom of the roster. And taking a look at what the future is with Love at quarterback. And as underwhelming as it was, I still didn't walk away thinking, man, they have a lot of issues being the Packers. I like this team this year. Health is always a concern. It can change things. But this is this is why you do your best to have as many capable players available. You know, we're one preseason game and three weeks away from week one. It's going to come at us fast, but I like the vibe of this year's team. And when I am, am talking about enjoying the bottom of the roster battles and watching games without the pressure of winning, that bodes well, at least in my mind. I think the coaching staff likes what they've got. I, I, I don't want to sit here and compare this year to another past year, but I'm more encouraged by the players we haven't heard from and the players who probably aren't going to play much this season than I have been in some past seasons. And the Packers have been on the doorstep of a Super Bowl in some of these past seasons as well. So take that for what it's worth. I think this team is shaping up nicely. And if they can get some pieces back and try to stay healthy, if they get Darnell Savage back and he's okay and some of the safeties are able to come back that they're going to end up keeping, if if they're going to keep Tariq Carpenter, for example, at, at safety, or they're going to use some of those players and they're not out long-term, that's even better. But the Packers are going to continue to try to get better, get better special teamers, and do some good things. And we've got one more preseason game to, to see them do it. So that'll wrap. Uh, more on-brand quick slants here. A quick slants, quicker show, but... Uh, you know, I mean, when I don't have a ton to, to complain about and I already griped about the special teams already, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. So we'll see what this week brings. More practices, another game. Quick Slants will be back next week. If anybody has anything they want to talk about, questions they want answered, uh, reach out to me again. You can follow me on, at, on Twitter at Jason Perone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. David Bakhtiari, back at practice Offensive line coming together. The Packers getting ready to push towards another championship in 2022. Wherever you're at, I hope summer is going well for you. Hope you're staying cool, staying hydrated. Everybody enjoy your week. Happy Monday. We'll be back at it again next week. And as always, go Pack Go. Off play action. Back to the throw. Prescott with time. Rifles it over the middle. Through the hands of Cooper. Intercepted. Intercepted. Cutting left, 25-30. He's got an escort to the 35-40. Hurdles a defender, plus the 50. And an 